0: did you really have to update skype yes that's personal. i'm sick of your update there, right? we'll <laughs> welcome to ashamed of thrones your weekly recap for hbo's uh worst guest ever jermaine A game of thrones <laughs> uh my name is doug with me as always is brian say hi brian hi brian Excellent, uh, and for the first time ever, we have a returning guest this week—the uh, reigning champion, uh, Jeff Vandriesen.
1: <laughs> what did I? What did I win? Who did I? Who did I champion?
0: Uh, I think you
2: actually lost by
0: appearing a second time. On yeah, the podcast.
1: <laughs> that's one way to put it. Thank you for having me back.
0: Uh, thank you for being here. Um, you provided a level of insight and uh, sophistication that this podcast has sorely uh, lacked. Um, so we appreciate you coming back. Um, oh, go on, please. <laughs> tell me more. All right, yeah, and before we get into it, let's let's do plugs. How is um, how's your podcast, Greater Boston progressing?
1: Uh, it's doing good. Um, we just finished our first season. Um, everybody, feel free to check it out. It's on all the Podcatcher apps and our website's greaterbostonshow.com. and we're currently in pre-production for season two, which will probably come out early 2017.
0: Okay, that's going to be my next question. When was season two premiering? Um, oh, sorry. No. I, I thought season one was crazy. I couldn't believe he was dead the
2: whole time. <laughs> just what the hell, man.
1: He was. It's literally true. How, many, how, many,
0: episodes you guys, <laughs> how many episodes did you guys get up to?
1: Uh, we did 12. Oh. Yeah, We're trying to do 12 a season. Um, that's a good we amount. might do 13 for season two just because we've got a lot of story to tell.
0: But that's an unlucky to, number, so you probably don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's true. I don't know how. I don't know what we're going to do about that. Yeah, just we do 14. We don't want to be cursed. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. 14
0: or 12. All right, so yeah. this week we are reviewing um, Season 1, Episode 7, You Win or You Die. It really sounds like Ooh. a James Bond title, I think, or, uh, <laughs> you know, something. I, I don't know. It is where we get the titular line later in this episode, uh, in the Game of Thrones, You Win or You Die. So um, I guess that's kind of cool. Um,
2: I always thought the the, the title of it, uh, the Game of Thrones, was kind of stupid. It is, yeah.
0: yeah. For the for the it'd be it would be
1: interesting if they named each season kind of based on the books. Um, but I I can see why that would be a you know a horrible decision for a television show trying to brand itself to an audience. Yeah, they
0: need a consistent uh-huh. name.
1: Yeah, because in the grand scheme of things, the throne isn't really that. Big of a deal, I don't think. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not as big as, like, say, the White Walkers or other stuff. But
0: yeah, I called this show Dragon Titties. <laughs> Tits and Dragons, as the end of yeah, the chain like, chain you know.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, All right, so my, we uh, going around, just tell me your initial impressions of this episode. I thought this was a decent episode.
2: Um, it was some intrigue, some action, some fighting. Uh, I, I like this episode. I know that's yeah. not a very uh, nuanced take, but I, I did enjoy
1: it. <laughs> well, it's a know. very important transitionary episode. It seems like, um, like coming off of the one previous where which has uh, um, Ned confronting Jamie, um, and then I think that happened in the last one, right? To be honest, I didn't just watch the last yes. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and also you know we've got Ned figuring stuff out, and then you've got. You know, it, you know, the king dying in this one and then like the decisions that then makes that kind of spins into the end of the the season, which is pretty important. And for a transition, transitionary episode, I think it's a it's a solid one. Like it's an entertaining, you know, hour. There's lots of great scenes, especially one on one scenes with different members of the cast. So
0: yeah, be sure to point. Those I, out. I
1: enjoyed it. Okay. I will.
0: I agree with what you guys both said. I I will say, as far as like a transitionary uh, episode, it was all I can describe it as. You can just some some of these shows have momentum to them, and it feels like uh, the momentum is picking up speed. Like we had the the intrigue culminating uh, starting you know a couple episodes back with the attack on uh, Ned, um, and this is just kind of ramps it up, um, and all these things are coming together, all the storylines. Danny's plotline is starting to uh, rev up, um, and you know, at least apparently, look like it's going to be relevant and culminate. But uh, obviously, that's not the case. Still, I enjoyed uh, this episode a lot, and uh, we'll get to ratings at the end. But having said that, let's jump right in. So, let's see, where do we start? Okay, we start off in an amazing, uh, amazing scene. In my opinion, we're in the uh, Lannister campgrounds. And after fleeing King's Landing, uh, Jamie is hooked up with his dad and his army. Uh, we get to see Tywin for the first time, and he's gutting a stag. This is the second <laughs> dead deer illusion that we've gotten. So, like, if you didn't see um, at least Robert's death coming, uh, you haven't paid attention to any of the symbolism, and I didn't, of course. but uh, So I'm guilty of that as well. But uh, <laughs> Tywin, uh, you know, he's gutting his deer, and he's basically, you know, just being a uh, hard love on Jamie saying it was stupid to attack Ned in the first place, but also stupid to let him live. Um,
1: you're just stupid, right. Jamie, stupid, stupid, stupid. Like this dumb dead deer.
0: No one's going to ever only, love you except for your sister. If, right. Yeah, if only he
2: knew that he was banging at sister at the same time. <laughs> if he was disappointed before. Jesus.
1: That's stupid too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, and, he, wait. This is a good question. Does he? Do you think he knows? Does he suspect that that's happening?
0: In in the he's not an idiot. well, in the show, we actually get the confrontation where Cersei uh, confronts Tywin right before he dies.
1: Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. We
0: never get that in the book. It's made to. Right. It's made to seem that if, but it, 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 you do get the same impression that um, there were probably hints, and Tywin's just right. ignoring them because he doesn't want to. He can't mentally deal yeah, with that. The consequences of what that means
1: right it's a stain on the house the stain on the family
2: stain on her dress probably
0: <laughs>
2: let's not get Staying political soluble. in
0: this one yeah. <laughs> all right so uh yeah so he says that jamie cares too much about what other people think um you know and it's holding him back from being a complete monster i guess like tywin um <laughs> but uh Tywin uh, grudgingly gives Jamie command of half the Lannister forces to uh, rescue Tyrion and punish Cat for kidnapping him. Um, and Jamie questions why he cares so much about his son. He says it, he doesn't care about his son. He cares about the family name. Basically, Tywin believes in legacy and immortality through the family name, and that's what's important to him, and that's what allows him to act like a you know, psychopath or sociopath. Uh, he does everything for the good of the house or the name. Um, there's not much else that I have on this, but besides the fact, I fucking forgot how much I miss Charles Dance as Tywin.
1: Uh, yeah, he's so yeah, he's good. Awesome. Isn't he? Yeah, I, I could have a whole spinoff show just about him. Honestly, <laughs> just, just freaking cutting up like, like stags. Like I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'm like, up with prostitutes. You know, cooking, with, cooking with Tywin. Like this week, we're just cutting up another stag. <laughs> like, he's really entertaining. He is. He, and he,
0: those, he, he just brings gravity and you're like, holy shit, this is a real actor. I mean. Yeah. That's the he,
1: way I felt. He, elev- he elevates everybody he's with, like always, too. Absolutely. Um, which is interesting because I actually think that re- re-watching some of the early episodes, which I, I haven't done um, since they aired, really, for the most part. Um, I-, I feel like a lot of people are still sort of figuring out their characters.
0: Absolutely, um, they are.
1: And especially Littlefinger and, um, and actually Jamie. I thought in this scene, especially, he seemed a little... I don't know. Maybe it was because dance is so good, and dance his character is kind of putting him in his place. But he, he just felt just a slight bit off, based based on where I know he's kind of going, and and how I think the actor is good. I I have problems with the character later on. Um, he yeah. just didn't quite seem. I, I, it's probably an acting decision like not yeah he playing didn't it
0: yeah he didn't have any presence like it was just all yeah. charles dance like in the he scene he has anything
1: to do he just kind of stands know. there and takes it it's just like all right but i guess that fits the scene so it does fit that's him what's his,
0: what's his scene but you're right he has no like there's no jamie spin on that that could have been anybody i mean there, or there's no like kind of like character traits built into that performance it's just kind of like just uh a son being dressed down by his dad uh, right uh, yeah,
2: he throws off. He throws off. Um, Tywin throws off some great lines in this scene too. Uh, he has the uh, the line doesn't consider himself the opinions of sheep, which is incredible. Uh, you know, he tells Jamie, I need you to become the man that you were supposed to be. He calls Jamie, uh, he squandered all of his gifts for to be a glorified guard for two kings. I mean, he really roasts Jamie in this scene.
1: My favorite part is when Jamie does try to fight back just a little bit. Yeah, thro- throws, Yeah, throws his words in his back in his face. He's like, so the lion does. And before he can even finish it, Tywin's just like, no. So that is and not
0: like, an opinion. That is a fucking fact. Right. Yeah. It's the best. Hey, that kind we of him- also got. Oh, sorry, we, go
2: got a, 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 we got a we got a idea of the power of the Lannisters when uh, he mentioned that he was giving, Tywin was giving Jamie half of the uh, the Lannister forces, which was half of it was thirty thousand. They have sixty thousand soldiers in their army, I guess. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. this they they leave numbers behind uh, after a while, just like they leave time yeah. behind in the show, probably for good reason. Um, I but, feel like
1: we there's no way we're going to show 60,000 people on screen ever so let's never right. let's never refer let's not talk about
0: that again ever again <laughs> but yeah you're right uh it does impress about how they are the largest most wealthy uh family in the realm um but going back to the lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of the sheep what movie was the terrible similar phrase um a boot has no quarrel with an ant is that Men oh, in Black, no or what the fuck was that? That's all I could think about when I heard that line. A bug's I don't, I don't <laughs> think that was a bug's Life. I think I wasn't. No, I don't know. Fuck, who
1: cares? <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Okay, so, uh, Sorry. Brian, where do we go from here?
2: Uh, next we, uh, we go to the scene between Cersei is meeting Ned in a garden at King's Landing. Uh, Ned, of course, knows the secret and tells Jamie uh, or Cersei that he knows that he, she and Jaime are banging. Cersei attempts to justify it, um, and then Ned brings up the fact that uh, his son saw Jamie and Cersei banging, and she doesn't admit it, but it's clear that she she did that that she was involved in the uh, or at least there when when uh, Bran was pushed out the window. Um, Ned asks uh, Cersei a little bit about whether she ever loved Robert. Said that she did love him. Uh, he tells her to scamper uh, because he's going to tell Robert the bad news about uh, Jamie and Cersei. And uh, then, of course, Cersei brings up that Ned could have been king after Robert's Rebellion, but didn't didn't want to. It's, this is the scene where we get the line, it, it's the Game of Thrones, you win or you die.
0: Yeah. I think this is obviously Ned not only being honorable, but being kind, and people constantly shit all over him for having a moral <laughs> compass. And I guess it's true to be a, a leader in this world, and maybe in any world, you have to be ruthless. Um Yeah. But that should make Which is you... something I think
1: he actually learns a bit in this scene. Right. And rewatching it, it made me think like a decision he might make later um, might be slightly influenced by his conversation with Cersei.
0: I agree. Um, but I, I agree, and we'll get to it. But I thought the same okay. thing. He, he's actually lear- learning, or I, I propose that Ned has been dishonorable in his life at several occasions when he thinks he's, you know. The, being honorable, the means, yeah. The uh, ends justify the means, kind of deal. Right. Um, right. Just look at John. I mean, he he lied his whole life uh, to be honorable to his sister, but dishonorable in lying to literally his wife and everybody else. So, uh, but I thought the same thing. Um, he's just. I mean, he's being stupid. I, I don't. Well, he's not being stupid. So many...
2: He's being naive. He he's being naive. Well, why... yeah. yeah. I think he's being stupid because he should realize how powerful and how um how brutal the the Lannisters are and he gives her a chance to escape instead of letting Robert come back and letting Robert take care of it as he should as the king.
0: I think the takeaway not here is not Ned is stupid. I think if you're going to be in charge of a country, you've probably got to be a piece of shit. That's the bigger takeaway I would think. I don't think there is such thing as like a a benevolent uh, you know, king or queen uh, because you've got to make tough decisions. Um, and not only tough decisions, you got to make ruthless decisions. Um, yeah. So that's just, why Trump will be able to make America great again. T- we said <laughs> we wouldn't get political, but I guess that's <laughs> out the window.
1: Let's tie it into the wall. Let's do it. I think we, we can make this metaphor work, guys.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so then uh, we continue. We're still in King's Landing, but we shift over to uh, Littlefinger's Whorehouse. Where I guess whole- Whorehouse is, you know, it makes sense. I guess there's a lot of bastard children and babies running around. And they're getting washed outside the window as we get this nice long sex position scene with Raz um, getting seduction lessons lessons from Littlefinger of all people. I put down, down these are hooker lessons. <laughs> hooker lessons. You're not doing it. <laughs> you're not sucking it sloppily enough. Play with her, play with her ass. Play. With- yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's how you do. That's like the big secret. It's just yeah. that one piece of instruction that he orders. Or know
2: that you like a finger there. But yeah, the, but the info dump that we actually get is about Littlefinger.
1: I, like, I like the idea that the whores, what they are learning from this is that they just should just monologue through all their sex. <laughs> it's like give their backstory during everything. Like they're just all speaking about, you know, where they came from after this scene.
0: Well, you know, he was trying to, like, you know, uh, teach them the head game of being a, a prostitute, I guess, not just the uh, yeah. physical game. But you're right. It was all about Littlefinger's backstory and his obsession with Kate and how he's in, or cat. And how he's in love with her, um, and how he fought for her favor and lost uh, to her brother, and uh, you know, basically with the whole thing. Basically, he was friend zoned. Uh, his whole story was like, "I was her little confidant; she could tell me anything." And I was like, "Yeah, that's fucking friend zone."
1: Yeah, he's an MRA for sure. He's a men's rights advocate, I think.
0: A men's rights. <laughs> We're just getting real political on this show. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Sorry,
2: guys. But uh, but yeah, this was a this was an odd scene. The juxtaposition of the children in the background, yeah, the weird yeah. sex position. I, I, this scene was uh, I didn't That's care what for the scene.
1: Jumped out at me with the kids yelling the whole time yeah. because I I was just like why why is that happening?
0: I, the What's only the thing I can think that? is that yeah. it, it does show a level of kind of realism. Like if people are if these women are getting banged on a regular basis, I'm sure the uh, the birth control isn't stellar. Um, we get mentions of birth control like you know I forgot what it's called Tansy tea or some shit. But you know that shit's not stellar, so some of these whores have got to have some of their children in daycare at the whorehouse, I would think, and I guess that's what what that was, was the daycare for uh, all the uh, bastard children that are born there. I mean, even King Robert has a bastard uh, kid that we know of. Um, One of the children that Ned investigates was a prostitute that gave birth to a kid. So Had a prostitute child right well i don't know has that happened has the killing of the actually you know what i don't think it has happened yet all right yeah yeah but yeah yeah it's just little fingers in the friend zone instead of moving on like we all do i think we've all i'm not gonna speak for you guys because you guys are probably badasses but we've all been in the friend zone before with a, a chick we want and you know most of us just move on may take years but we don't commit our entire fucking lives to like accumulating power just to fucking either win her back or kill her husband so,
1: or, or possibly try to woo her daughter, which is yeah, super creepy. Yeah, that's where
0: that goes. I mean, I don't think that was the original plan. I think he no, he got that. He altered the plan as he went on, but still, right? Uh, it's, but it's
1: an evolving plan. It he's, is he's just like, all right, who's next?
0: But he does bring up a good point. I mean, he does give us the the outsider's perspective when a system uh, is in place that benefits certain people that are, you know, the game is rigged in their favor, like you know, cry by combat things like this. Uh if you're like a weakling sniveling dude uh you know the rules don't work in your favor, so you've gotta you can't play by the rules, which is what he's basically saying um so instead of fighting them, he's going to fuck them he says uh I guess that means fuck them over uh not i guess not consensual or I don't know where the metaphor goes for him <laughs> uh but um but i i do this is like where we get to see his background basically, he feels like an outsider. Um and he can 't gain power and influence by playing by the rules, so he 's gonna you know think outside the box, man, yeah, I think we also get an
2: idea of his ambition uh to the towards the end of the scene. he says he wants everything there is, and i don 't know that we knew that he was um as as power hungry prior to this scene, and I think the scene was really i don 't know if you guys saw this that it ended in a real weird way. Or yes. at least when he said, wash yourselves, you're working tonight. And then he had like this weird gives that smile little, well, and noise. Yeah. Like, he's just like <laughs> reflecting. He's just
0: like, Ugh.
1: yeah, he yeah. did a good job. Those those are some good yeah. horrors I trained right there. It's a really strange ending. I actually think the whole thing is, I think his performance is not quite right. He definitely I'm not sure doesn't, if doesn't
0: know what he's, he hasn't found the character yet. He hasn't quite figured him out yet. And He's, I, not, I,
2: he's I, not in I, game I, mode I, yet.
1: Right, and I really like I re- I like this actor a lot. He's d- been in lots of things I I like. He's he's actually a standout. I think. Oh God,
0: um, stop talking about The Wire.
1: On the show, no, on on this show, I think he's a standout. Um, but like, I think it's just I think he might just be weirded out by this monologue. It's a tough monologue to deliver. There's all this character exposition, you know, given with this, you know. <laughs> Or training on top of it. Yeah, it's just kind of a. It's just a strange kind of mixture of of crap. Um, and he does his best, but I don't know. So you're right.
0: I mean, this is this is complete show invention right here. So like, this is a staple of uh d the D and D uh super douchebag brothers. uh, Uh, you know, having these sex position scenes. Um, so I
1: think I think it's important. Um, especially for a scene with Ned at the end too. So it makes, I mean, I understand why it's, why it's here. Uh, I just don't know if it's, if it's maybe the best way to, to show right, it. Yeah. Okay. So
0: let's, of- let's do one of our uh, reoccurring um, segments that we don't bring up nearly enough, but let's try to make this better. How would you do an info dump where you have to set up little fingers backstory without having this weird um, sex scene? Like
2: it. The, the, some of these pieces have been given to us prior to this scene. That's um, true. Yeah, I mean, I think that you pr- probably could have put this
0: together. Like right, you but spent I think they brought it the up again to reinforce what happens at the end. Yeah. So you have to. Uh, bring I really it up like.
1: Again. Maybe it's just me, but I just I like when he just like hangs with Varys all the time. I think the two of them play off of each other really well. I I'm know. not sure how you would kind of have him kind of confessing this sort of like, you know, the little guy always loses. I believe in the stories, but the stories are wrong. It doesn't seem like he would really be telling Varys that. But maybe varies would knew and would needle him, and there would be some fun stuff there. That's maybe how I'd suggest kind of fixing it up, but I don't, I don't know. That might not work either. It, it I, would
2: have, I would have had a third chick in there.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> just bring the
1: mountain Play in. Play with the their asses.
0: <laughs> or uh, Bob Podrick Payne. Or maybe he could have yeah. just had like a number two guy. Like, doesn't he get like a number two guy, the gay guy that seduces Renly in uh, season three? Oh, or- yeah. So you could have, like, guy. a number two, like, kind of like an underling, and he could be going out, checking out the, um, uh, you know, maybe his going through and just, you know, through accounting or whatever and have a very short conversation. Uh, I don't it think we need this much.
1: It, it doesn't seem very wise to be telling, like... this th-
0: These random prostitutes that are new to the area? and <laughs> The, and the like, ones but, literally but, just but, arrived from the city. Yeah, yeah.
1: and he knows Varys has, like incredible resources he has spies everywhere so having just be like having him info dump
0: yeah you're right new those new employees those new employees smart. one of them could be owned and you know you uh, owned by varies uh right. and you know, one is there. as we find out
1: later right right i have Roz eventually is employed by varies oh, i right? forgot about so. that
0: once again it's a show invention she is a show invention so i yeah I, i'm it's like awesome. you um, jeff and i didn't read or watch the show a second time this this the first rewatch for me so i'm yeah just trying to put it all together all right uh so where do we go now brian you want to take this Did we go to yeah we go to osha's carrying sticks at
2: winterfell uh theon walks in uh talks talks tough about iron islands a lot she sasses him she's a pretty funny character um she's pretty tough of course theon prepares to bang the prisoner because he's a real <laughs> fucking creep despite what you and jermaine said last week um they the Meister shows up and uh, breaks up the fun. asks her what she was doing uh, south of the wall. She said she was trying to get south before the long uh, night, which is a, apparently their um, their synonym or the northern the wildlings' term for the long winters. Um, said that she says that things that have been gone for thousands of years are, are back. They weren't dead; they were sleeping, uh, they're not sleeping now.
0: Yeah, there's not much to this scene. I, I did enjoy yeah. Professor McGonagall. Um, you know, saying that she could take on, she dealt with rougher men than Theon. So, uh, no, it's
1: not Professor McGonagall. Right, um, so
0: Hermione Granger is Tonks. She's Tonks.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. How fucking old are you, clowns? <laughs> but
0: regardless, so Dolores old Umbridge. Enough. The only thing she says, oh no, yeah, are that the, <laughs> these guys are sleeping there. They weren't dead. So do you think they were just dormant, or do you think they were like like Bears. Like cicadas? <laughs> yeah, like cicadas. They go away for seven years and then <laughs> yeah. they swarm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that we really have any information to tell us
2: why they, the White Walkers disappeared. I think I heard on another podcast someone speculating that they were waiting until um, till a longer winter because that would be easier for them to attack humans when humans were running out of uh, supplies and, and all that sort of thing, but you would think that they would wait longer. It seems like they're attacking prior yeah, to the prior beginning. To
0: yeah, prior to when coming.
2: So I'm not sure if that yeah. plan holds up. So I don't, I don't really know, and I don't think that we do know.
0: But uh, one thing else I wrote about this scene, isn't this basically uh, indentured service or a form of slavery? Basically, she's having to do uh, – she's basically having to serve this family um, instead of being killed. So isn't she – for all intents and pur- purposes, a slave with no real end date to where she's gonna be freed. That's a
1: good question. Is is I mean, Theon's not a slave; he's a ward, right? Is that what make is that what separates his kind of I guess thing? Because even the the Meister kind of throws some shade at him and is just like, "Yo, dude, you're in the same boat, so you better yeah. not like."
0: I guess the only difference I can see is that with Theon there's a um possibility of release, like or possibility right. of freedom, whereas like an uh, you know, an actual means, slave there's that
1: feels more like indentured servitude to me. Right. And and her her situation seems yeah, more like slavery, which is a little screwed up now that I think about it. I hadn't thought about that. But.
0: Yeah, I guess their their other their other option was death, so I, I right. guess. Um, it's better. It's,
1: it's weird. It's meant to show like the mercy of the Stark house. But when you point it out this way, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> this is a sort of a screwed up situation.
0: Yeah, I didn't and question it before, but now she, I am. She
1: Braces the family and ends up being a protector of like Rickon and everything later on. So, um, but I don't know. She loves them.
0: I think the important point is that Theon's a rapist. Yeah, he's he creepy. isn't. Yeah, I don't know if he's a rapist, but he's definitely a um you know a a guy at the office who just makes sexual advances against the subordinates like he's he's the boss he's the uh you know the creepy boss that you know he even says do you want those chains off he could be like you don't want to be a secretary around here forever do you um <laughs> it's the same shit so like he you know i'm not defending him but like i I did write that after last week he acted like a, a decent human being now he's back to being a piece of shit so yeah.
1: yeah that's what I, I remember the most from season one about theon i could not figure out what his deal was because he he, he seemed to really kind of go back and forth but and then that, then i realized oh that is his deal like his whole thing is wrestling about whether to be a dick or not um
0: right I, I i don't think it was set up very well but uh oh because-
1: no i agree i think they they didn't quite know how hard to sort of play up some of the stuff that he goes into later um I, yeah, I don't know, but but I think that that's that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, he's least.
0: definitely a conflicted character, and it's it's mainly the conflicting, where his loyalties lie with his houses. If he's right. with the Starks, he's a decent human being. If he's with the Especially Iron with Islands, he's a douchebag. You know, like, uh, right. It's a sim- that's a simplified version of it. But yeah, he's basically two-faced. Half, two-face. half
1: of his face is an octopus, half of his face is a Stark, a wolf, I don't know. I don't even want to
0: see. Half of his wiener is eaten. It's, it's all gone now. It's all gone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, so then so we go from
2: um, we go from uh, OSHA mentioning that they were sleeping. They're not sleeping anymore. To uh, I thought it was a cool transition to the overhead shot of um, Sam and John at the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, Sam is Sam,
0: obsessed with pussy. Yeah. yeah, I love that girls. Class. All so, I really yeah. want is girls. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like it's a weird like thing for Sam to bring up, but but he says
0: alike. that if I'll let you do it Brian but uh, he, the line he says is just creepy as shit.
2: Which uh, I don't know. I didn't I, write I down. Miss it. girls
0: not even talking to them. I never talked to them. Just looking at them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of MRA action in this yeah. episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is a cool shot out on the valley uh, out in front of the wall and uh, a horse shows up with no rider. They realize something's wrong and uh, of course we learn later it's Benjamin's horse. Not much to that scene other than Sam being a kind of a creep.
0: Uh yeah, there's not much to it. That's it. Uh Benjen's yep. you know, and we still don't know what the, exactly happened to Benjen besides he got you know, in the 6th season we found out he was attacked, stabbed and brought back to life, quote unquote, by the Children of the Forest. Um uh, yes. that's it. I don't yes. uh, not much. I guess there's not much to elaborate uh with, but in the book there definitely is. Cause they find a cache of dragon glass, and we're like, well, Who left it there? People think it's Benjamin. We don't know. Um, but yeah, not much to this. So, yeah.
1: Okay. In the cool. sixth season, do they, I'm sorry to make this, to drag this out, do they get into like that he was attacked by the White Walkers or? That's what he was says. It attack? He no, does he say that. He says okay.
0: White Walkers and he was stabbed with one of their icicles.
1: Right. Which is why he starts transitioning.
0: One of those uh, ice pops <laughs> that is, you know, red on top, white ice in the pops. middle, and blue at the bottom. Yep. And, you know, somehow the children of the forest saved him in the same way they made the original uh, night shift. shot shoved king. one into his
1: heart. Yeah. yeah I like, don't
0: know. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, we go back down to King's Landing and Renly um, informs Ned that there's been an accident uh, while the king was hunting. King Robert, uh, you know, he got gouged by a boar because he was too drunk uh and he's acutely aware of how bad the injury is and how impending his death is uh so once again roberts is very acutely aware of some things and then other times he's just completely oblivious uh but everybody's there and he sends them all away so that he and ned can talk alone and ned can record his last will and testament uh he appoints ned as the interim king or uh Lord Protector, whatever it's called, until uh, Joffrey comes in of age. And then, yes, we get this dishonorable moment. Maybe Ned uh, is taking Cersei's advice um, and changes the name Joffrey to uh, my rightful heir. Uh, Robert also recants his decision to have Danny murdered and tells Ned to stop it. Um, and then he leaves the room, and later Varys points out that. His Lannister squire, Lancel, was the one pouring the wine. Um, and he asked Varys uh, to cancel the order, and Varys informs him, well, it's probably already too late. She's more than likely dead. Uh, before we go into anything else, I want to ask you, Jeff, do you think, uh, obviously Cersei owns up to murdering Robert, but do you think it's within her power to murder Robert just by having Lancel get him drunk? Well, yeah, that's hunting. always
1: been something that I've been. I, I was always confused about. Like, I'm, I always wondered, what was this? Was this her foolproof plan? Yeah, just just like get him blot out drunk, and like spike spike the wine big time, and then turn him loose on a bunch of boars because it doesn't seem like it's a hundred percent certain. Like, what if there are no boars that day? <laughs> exactly, it and, doesn't even and seem and like hundred percent. It, it, it
0: seems very unlikely.
1: Yeah, it, and it also seems like for, for in her. In her situation, she knows what's going on, and it feels like it's a very calculated move that doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, always been something that I've been like, uh. "Yeah,
0: that's that's I, my I, feeling as well." I don't. I, it always just didn't sit well with me. Um, and it because it doesn't seem because but there's I too do many love variables. The fact that Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's very unpredictable. But I do love the fact that Robert's killed by a pig, as he says, because I think that's sadly appropriate for him um i don't know and he has it i like the actor that plays robert he has a nice speech as he dies
0: yeah ryan
2: anything that, to say about this uh scene yeah i wonder why uh ned didn't tell robert about cersei during this scene i mean unless he didn't want to send him he i guess yeah
0: yeah
2: He's like, oh yeah. By the way, none
1: of your kids are yours. What? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't let me get
0: up. <laughs> he really should have done that.
2: I mean, in my opinion, yeah, and that would have been pro- honorable, it. quote yeah. unquote.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think, yeah, it's true. I guess if he did do it, then Robert would have been like, screw that whole thing about Joffrey. Then, <laughs> like, yeah. and then that I think, because honestly, I feel like Ned, Ned changing that, you know, the wording of his of his best friends. Last request. I think that's metaphorically kind of what kills him. Yeah, because he's so, and I know there's other things he's done that are dishonorable that he thinks are, is he's doing in the name of honor, but his but his whole thing is is honor, 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 and like we 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 I think this is the first example in the season, like you know, watching that he does something pretty questionable that like he, he would he would say is not a good thing to do, and he totally does it. And I mean, you know, he would have died no matter what because, you know, because all these wheels are turning, and he is kind of naive. He's not this politician; he does not play the game. But I, I think, as a metaphor, it's supposed to be like you're—you're you're always talking about doing the right thing, and here you are doing something that's pretty shady, man. I and, agree. And it's—it's it's yeah.
0: God's will to have Ned pay right. for this uh, backsliding or to the betrayal to his own moral compass. Right. Uh, but he even it, goes further later in an ensuing episode when he admits to being treasonous to try to right. save Sansa and Arya, and he and that ends was up the getting killed that's, anyway. That,
1: that's the moment that I thought about, like, once once he gets killed, because it makes a lot of sense, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, lie to sa- just to save your family. It's not, like, it seems like he would just, like, be like, no, this is bullshit the whole time. But this moment, I guess, jumped out at me more because the first time I watched the season, I didn't know he was going to die. Well, at um, least in that
0: so case, the where he saves Sansa and Arya is trying to. He it's the same thing with him saving John. He's telling a lie to he, sell, save his family, other right. save other people. Right. And this one, he's doing it for the uh, the, the broad, realm. the greater uh, whatever the the, the benefit good. of the realm or the bene- greater yeah. good. Let's say, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like the one instance of him being somewhat of a crooked politician, kind of, which he's not good at being. Right. Um, so so I, I found that really interesting. I, I do think it's really motivated by the scene with Cersei. So I actually think that's that's good. Like, I think that's good writing. I think and so, plotting too. And Yeah.
0: Not a and d invention, unlike the tickle her ass <laughs> more scene. Play with the ass. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but I, I did also want to ask... Whose fucking side is Varys on? Because once again, if we look back at it to yes, where we are now, Varys is supporting Danny wholeheartedly. And he's, even in this season, in bed with Illyrio a couple episodes trying, earlier. Yeah, and Illyrio's was, obviously a yeah. Danny fan number one because he set her up with Cal Drogo at the beginning of the season in general. So I don't understand what Varys is doing here.
1: And Varys' reaction seems very strange. Because it's it's not even like he's concerned. He's yeah. just like, oh no, she's dead. Like too bad, and I'm happy about it. He seems like he's very much just like nothing you can do about this. Where later on he's just like, she is the one, and so I I don't quite get. Does he does he change his opinion as he learns more about Danny, yep. or is he just like, is he, I, is it just inconsistent? I guess I don't get it.
0: I just don't get it. But I'd like to keep it copacetic. And move <laughs> on to the next scene. <laughs> so we go to. Uh, Horsey Town, and Danny's practicing her Dothraki and trying to convince Drogo that invading Westeros is a good idea, but he's not convinced. Uh, later, Danny's chatting with Jorah as they walk through a farmer's market, uh, and Jorah sounds like at some point he's they're talking about invading Westeros and etc. And it sounds like he doesn't even believe the dragons were a real thing. Like he's saying, "I believe what's you know I see with my own two eyes." And then, you know, runs off to, I guess, check in with his spy masters very suspiciously as well. Uh, he's greeted by a small child or a little bird, one of ours, a little bird, and tells him that he can go home now and delivers him a royal pardon. And I would think that's just strange to actually hand him a certificate that I can only imagine has a gold star on it that says you can come back home. I don't know. Seems very incriminating <laughs> piece of evidence. But regardless... <laughs> Moving on, uh the white the white trash pregnant monster that is Danny wants to get shit faced at a wine tasting <laughs> <laughs> Esprit like, and light up a light up a smoke <laughs> like <light> before. <up, laughs> oh, I'll try get <laughs> finest weed. Um <laughs> but yeah, uh Jorah recognizes the wine seller as a would be assassin and, and interferes and exposes him. Um I have all sorts of questions, but yeah, did, did I mean Jorah obviously recognized this guy. He just had a feeling, right? He didn't it wasn't in the yeah. letter or anything.
1: Well, I mean, he gets the letter and he's just like, "Oh, so it's all set. So she's going to die." And so he he gets immediately suspicious. Um, it seems like they would. They should probably give him the letter like after.
0: after yeah, that's exactly her. what I thought. Uh, <laughs> they're like popping the champagne a little bit too early. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, oh, but he's, but I he's, done, he's already
2: done, done his part of it, though. That's. I true. mean, yeah, I don't know that he had. Yeah, even if the assassination it doesn't work. I think that he still gets credit for,
0: and
1: they didn't—they didn't, um, they didn't but, suspect that he would—he would be a true believer in terms of the Church of Danny. So, I, like, they're probably I, just like whatever.
0: I guess, but like, couldn't Illyrio and Varys just have a ship waiting for him and have Jorah do the killing? Oh, uh, well, true. Maybe. I mean, Jorah's been alone that with would, her on several occasions, and the guy wants to come home bad enough. You would think if he's willing to sell her out. Uh, and be part of complicit in an assassination attempt. Why not just commit the murder himself?
1: It's kind of tough, though, to sell freedom to someone who has to kill, like, this Dothraki bride around the car. All, you know what I mean? Like, he well, probably it's wouldn't what, It's escape what cops that.
0: do when they have, like, a, a CI, right? <laughs> they just keep pushing him and pushing him and pushing him because they're, you know, you're going to either do this horrible thing or I'm going to put your ass in jail. And what, I mean, what is Jorah going to do? Be in, with a Dothraki for the rest of his life? Um, but obviously, he. You know he sides with Danny. He believes in her, and because he's in love with her, uh, it's not altruistic or anything. It's not like because she's a great leader. Um, I think he
1: believes in her too, though. I mean, he's in love with her in a creepy way. We'll but, never know. Uh, keep keeping the theme of the episode. You don't think he? You don't think he believes that she's the real deal?
0: I do. I think he believes what he's letting himself believe because he's in love with her. Like, if she wasn't attractive, I don't think. <laughs> You know, he maybe, at this, maybe at this point actually like
1: by the end of the season he's definitely like well, once
0: he yeah. Has, once he has dragons, she has the freaking dragons, yeah. yeah,
1: right. I guess that's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking kind of backwards there, right. um.
0: But yeah, that you makes gotta sense. Pretend like you've never seen this show before. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so now we're off to the wall, and it's commencement day for the uh, new recruits. Uh, John fully expects to uh, be named a ranger by the sorting hat, but is. <laughs> Uh, let down when he but finds he gets out- Hufflepuff. He gets Hufflepuff. You're in
1: Hufflepuff, Jon Snow.
0: I set him up. You knock him down. All right. So yeah, he's named a <laughs> steward. Uh, you know the lame. What are you fucking nerds talking about? Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, okay. But but yeah, it's he's drag- named
1: Harry Potter too. Okay,
0: like, we're gonna be making all sorts is- of Harry Potter illusions this episode. Uh, so he's named to the Stewarts, which he later calls the glorified maids. Uh, you know to to the and- others. <laughs> pip and sam who were also named stewards um and and he's like fuck you guys i'm going home and he acts like he's gonna run off and he gets a pep talk from uh sam and even rast has made a ranger uh you know the uh i guess the bad guy of the new recruits um you guys know who rast is oh yeah super cool dude he is, yeah he's pretty cool he's a ranger
2: John Stewart or yeah I'm surprised Jermaine didn't like him
0: yeah sounds like a character he'd love uh but anyway yeah. um John's real emo about it and Sam explains that uh real salt what's what's that? He's real salty real real salty. salty yeah I don't like that expression uh but Sam explains that this is basically a glorified uh not a glorified but it's actually an uh, an apprenticeship and that John's being groomed for command um Uh, And that's basically it. Hmm.
1: What strikes me about this scene is how how big of a jerk John is here.
0: He's a little Um, bit of Sansa in this scene.
1: Yeah, just a little kind of like, I'm better than this. It's like, dude, don't you get where you're at here? Like, you're not in a privileged house anymore. Everybody's equal. You're just got to do what they tell you to do. Um, I mean, he has a point in that he's a great swordsman. But it's, it's interesting. It kind of makes Sam... It's, it's, I think it's the first time in the show where I started to like Sam, because Sam was just more insightful and was like, no, dummy, don't you see what they're doing? Like right. they're, this, is, this is a good thing. Um,
2: what, what was the, the weird thing was when Pip told the story about uh, how he uh, Lord tried to grab his wing after singing, and right. Sam asks him to sing a song and just kind of <laughs> stares at him.
1: Yeah, that's when that's my, my my respect for Sam actually diminished.
2: I could <laughs> tell if he was weird... Yeah, I
0: thought what, he was what? fucking with him, but he did have this look of dumb sincerity on his face. So uh, like, I actually want to hear been... a song right
1: now in the middle of the barn that we're hanging out in. Yeah. I
2: guess. Hey, there's no entertainment
0: back then. Is, his, beer, his neck beard is just so awful,
2: too. I cringe every time I look at that thing. It's his hair soft, is just neck beard. so it's greasy. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to hear a song, Pip. <laughs> just yeah. stares
1: the place it's like shut up here's your song fuck you just like walked their yeah,
0: and uh yeah. the listeners can correct me if they're wrong if I'm wrong, and they never do, but uh, I think Pip in the book was originally um uh he had sex with some lord's uh highborn daughter um and then was accused of rape, like it was a consensual, but because they got discovered, um he got accused of raping her and sent to the wall. But, uh, that might be somebody else I'm confusing with. So who cares? doesn't matter.
2: Okay. Moving All on. Right. So then we go back to King's landing and, uh, Renly, um, uh, accosts Ned really knows Cersei will not care about the letter that is, you know, that, that King Robert wrote. And he wants, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure I understood what this plan was. I think he wanted to take Joffrey, him and, uh, Ned take Joffrey somewhere was somehow Renly became the king, he jumped Stannis. Uh, yeah,
0: it seems like the, the plan was very confused. Like, his initial yeah. plan is just like, okay, capture Joffrey. Well, what about Cersei? Well, uh, yeah, what about Cersei? Like, you can't really dispose of her. Um, yeah. And you have to pretend that if you're going to control Joffrey, which it seems like that was his original plan, just control Joffrey, separate him from his mother, and rule through him. Um, that means you can't expose um him as a product of incest and not really a baratheon. Um but then yeah, it transitions to this very selfish uh I would be a better king than Stannis. Uh you know, so it seems like this was just a ploy he's telling him to rule through Joffrey until he can take the throne. Um so it just seems I, don't, I don't know. Bold. I don't think it made a whole lot of sense uh, It's but,
1: a pretty stupid plan,
0: but I think that's yeah. that's
1: part of Renly's thing like he's he's not he's not really thinking a lot of what he's doing through he's just kind of young and naive and kind of trying to be king um
0: experimenting would you say
1: yeah well, there's just, that too your <laughs> uh
0: for your homophobia is really don't yeah,
1: no, kidding no i actually i actually really like Ren as a character i did too um, he's
0: even better in the books he's uh yes
1: he's much better in the books because yeah. he's i don't know He's got more of like that brash kind of just like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, kind of attitude, yeah, even though it doesn't not make so much sense. A wimp. He's a little bit of a weenie on the show, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um Yeah, but I was I was saddened when his demise came, but also it it was it was a moment that was awesome in both the show and the book. So
0: Agreed. But uh what do you think about his plan? I mean I guess I, uh, the bigger thing is Ned needs to take more action and can't be just naive and think that everything's going to work out. Both uh, right. Renly and then, you know, as we'll get to, Littlefinger gives him advice about taking some action right now, striking while the iron's hot, and he rejects all of it. Um, yeah, the
1: plan The plan is dumb. I think the, the biggest part of the plan is just sh- like sowing the seeds of like two things. As you say, showing Ned, hey, this isn't going to be as simple as you just sort of doing what you want like people want this position they're going to fight for it. it's going to be ugly and it also sets up the fact that Renly is like a is going to be a player in this a little bit more than what we've seen before like we've seen his the wheels spinning in that direction a little bit um but this this is now confirming like you know I am I'm going for this even though it doesn't make any sense for me to be next in line um It's it's what I want to do. You want to help me out, and then it's just like no, because you know, have you met me? Like, come on. Um, But it's a dumb, confusing plan. I agree with that.
0: And and this is where I don't know if we've it's been mentioned before in the show, but this is we hear a lot about Stannis, um, Robert's next in line, uh, younger brother, but we don't see him. And I I I mean I guys, you guys don't remember watching the show the first time, but like it's just another character. Like who, what? I, I can only imagine being like. Before. I
1: remember because I watched the show before reading the book, and I, they keep referring to this character, and I just assumed it was a character we had met. Yeah, and I was just like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" Um, I actually kind of liked the reveal that we didn't see him until the second season. Once it happened, but it it is a it is kind of a confusing sort of storytelling device. I, but at the same time, I'm glad that we don't like flash over to I don't know where the hell is the dragon stone. Dragonstone. I'm glad that we don't flash over there and have him gritting his teeth and be like, "I am Stannis," because that would be really cheesy too. Like, I, I don't Me know. Me too.
0: I like how they're planting the seed, but they are trusting the audience, which they do very little of. So I, I That's true. It. It, this is
1: an example of them trusting the audience more than they than they've done, I think, since. Um, and just because I was too dumb to not quite figure out who Stannis was doesn't mean that you know it's well, not, not a good dumb. Decision. I
0: think it's just it's just you're just trying to keep all these characters in place. There's just way too many characters for a TV show, and this is episode seven. So introducing right. another character and not even linking his name with a face. Um, that, that's why yeah, I brought ballsy. it up is because I was just like, wow, I was talking about Stannis it's a ballsy. lot. Yep. All right, Brian, I didn't yeah. want to interrupt your summary. Um, no, I think that, that Ned declines to take part in
2: any of uh, Renly's plan, and that, that's pretty much it. So, But then we go to Ned, and he's in his office, and um, he's, he's uh, sending some rando He's sending a message to Stannis, uh, presumably with um, to let Stannis know that he's a rightful heir because Joff is not a rightful heir. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, Littlefinger arrives. Um, Ned, of course, th- actually then says there's no true heir, so it should pass to Stannis. Uh, Lind- Littlefinger, of course, also has a plan to kind of puppet Joffrey. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure what his plan was either, but Ned says no, of course, uh, we learned that Ned sent for Littlefinger to help him because uh, he said that he he would always help Catelyn Stark. They discussed the Gold Cloaks. In
0: uh, do we know before this who the Gold
2: Cloaks were?
0: I don't think so. I don't think they're yeah. mentioned really much at all.
2: So what, what, yeah. what? What's?
0: Why don't you explain what the Gold Cloaks are, Doug? They're basically the policemen of King's Landing.
2: Okay. They're the and civil, so-
0: civil armed force. You know, enforcing gotcha. the the laws. It.
2: It's a little finger actually. As the master of coins, is pays the little the gold cloaks, and it seems like he he's going to have the gold cloaks back up Ned because they both realize that there's a confrontation coming when Ned goes to um, confront, or at some point is going to confront Cersei with the fact that Joffrey is not the right player. Right.
0: right. Uh, I think the only interesting thing that we can point out is that uh, Littlefinger mentions the same thing. He's like, we can rule through Joffrey, and if it doesn't work out, uh, we'll just put Renly on the throne. What? Uh, Once again, it's just a weird... Expose him, like they just keep making this jump from if Joffrey doesn't work out, not just get rid of him and then rule through Tommen, Uh, it's expose him as an incest baby and let Renly rule, which just seems like a crazy jump um yeah but, but it seems like i, th- I sets Sets
1: up the fact that they're all just like we really don't want stannis to be king
0: right <laughs> like i think
1: right part of anybody it. but
0: stannis um, right
1: yeah it's, and especially it's for like these this dudes.
0: election if you know what i mean
1: uh yeah anybody but stannis <laughs> <laughs> um not to get political again uh which is kind of great because it, for especially these guys like the, the manipulative folks like they really don't want Stannis because he just—he wouldn't even have a council. He'd be like, "Why do I need one?" Well, he's I, like I'm Ned, a- only
0: the- more of a dick about it. Like oh, he's-, he's
1: like Ned on crack. Right. Like he is like Uber Ned. Like
0: Ned, yeah. but effective. Right, right, right. Effective, and uh, he's not going to stand for it.
1: Right. He doesn't have any mercy either. He'll just like you know,
0: yeah. burn his goddamn daughter. Yeah.
1: Oh God, I hated that so much. Yep. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Don't have me on that episode.
0: Yes, <laughs> pretty rough shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else to say about this? Uh. Ned being told several times he needs to do something, and then I guess Littlefinger uh, alludes that he's going to agree and uh get the gold gold cloaks to augment his own force for whatever needs to come. But that's about yeah, it, right? Not much else. Yeah. All
2: right. I so- really like.
1: I will just say that. And and as as weird as I thought Littlefinger was in the previous scene, I think he's like 100% better.
0: I would agree. I I also agree because it seemed like unlike Varys, remember how we were like, well, Varys actually seemed like uh, to not care that um, Nanny was already dead or likely already dead. You could tell that uh, Littlefinger was quiet at times and kind of like contemplating what this means for him. Um, he's
1: thinking yeah right. he's he's like his plans in motion and it, right.
0: it, it was just better acted or it just it lets you think that he had more things going on or he was uh, I don't know he just had more depth and I I agree with you 100% I think this scene was pretty good because of the performances yeah alright so uh, we go back up to the wall and John and a few of the other pagans go north uh, to say their uh, vows uh, before weirwood yeah um, and the old gods, and they By say... By the way, I just
1: have to say, I love... I think the Woods. whenever they show them, they just creep the hell out of me. Yeah, they're, like they're fucking creepy, man. They're weird. Yeah. yeah. Well and done, they, show.
0: It's just, yeah, and it's it's just this, like, our heroes... Because, like, the Seven <laughs> are very, are I guess, more similar to what we would refer to, or what we're used to in Western civilization, of, uh, you know anamorphic deities like you know god is a dude with a beard and the seven are like seven human beings almost uh but these northern gods these uh they're like the trees (laughs) you know the old gods they 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 worship the trees they worship the trees and the the trees are watching them so they carved eyes and faces into them uh because the tree the gods are actually you know these green seers uh like bran's going to become like uh the three-eyed raven is so uh, it's just interesting mm-hmm. uh but i I do wonder because they take these vows uh I wonder because like, the it says the night watch takes no part, um, but they're swearing you know as their own order uh and they, there is some allusion to like the Night's watch rebelling against the kingdom and and like having their own like thing going on and uh, the Night King, or or another, you know, it gets confused in the show and the books. But basically, rebelling and doing their own thing, um, and basically pulling a Texas and separating from the union. Uh, and I'm wondering, <laughs> could I mean the possibility? We I think that Danny's going to be a bad guy or transition to a bad guy towards the end of this show and series. But is there a possibility that John could somewhat be a bad guy in? be a king of the north and the night's watch and kind of like do his own thing and need to be taken down no I I don't see that yeah I don't don't, don't. as as I was saying I didn't believe it
1: that would be I mean it would be interesting and I'd give them a lot of credit if they could pull that off but I think that would be a tough sell at this point given the road that they've been going down with with him Probably Um, right
0: all right so it is a it is a very happy moment John and uh, Sam stand up you know they knelt as boys and rose as men, and then we get uh you know it's one of these moments where oh things are all happy that means things are about to turn to shit and ghost shows up with a severed hand in his mouth uh we'll learn that this leads later in the next episode that the leads back to uh the dead bodies of the men that went ranging with Benjamin mm. uh next we go to horsey town um i this was towards the end of the show, and I really stopped taking notes because I just really needed to finish the show but as, essentially this is where uh Drogo finds learns of the attempted assassination and gets all worked up into a lather and is finally convinced to uh invade the seven kingdoms because the person that's trying to kill her is you know essentially Robert the the current king. So this is what finally gets him to um, swear vengeance. Uh, But we do get that scene about how that he's going to, you know, take the the horses across the poison water and it's very emotional and rousing. And then they add in, uh, you know, rape the women and enslave the children. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just like, uh, What I love is like, Danny, Danny's totally giving him fuck me eyes the whole time. Yeah, and there's yes. totally, there's totally a shot like even after he says that, where they cut back to her and she's like, yeah, I'm like oh that's weird. I'm like okay, that's what works for you now. Well, okay, you know the sure. brain yeah. is
0: the biggest erogenous zone,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a
2: big brain for sure. Right.
0: Well, I, a couple of things. He looked like a professional wrestler
2: during yes. this thing. Like he could. have you. In he, half a sense, sense weird, like almost you know like almost male brother?
1: stripper moves. Like he's like like going down like and like. He looks like he's gonna do like the the X thing. Like, yeah. I forget yeah. which wrestler does that. And but then, I don't yeah, know. riders
0: are gonna start shooting up from behind him. or Whatever. Oh, he should have. He
2: should have snapped into a horsey slim jim during that. <laughs> um, but th- there was also, uh, I think he said that he had forty thousand riders. Right? Uh, would be. Yeah. Which, there's, that, there's that number and stuff again. Yeah, I know. Was, even in the context of just this episode, it seems ridiculous. If Tywin Lannister has sixty thousand soldiers. I mean. <laughs> the the armies of Westeros, you would think, would be able to kick the shit out of these idiots. I mean, just imagine um, the Dothraki screamers uh, going against longbows. I think they'd be murdered pretty easily, but I don't know.
0: Right, and I remember hearing 100,000, but I, I can't remember at what point we hear 100,000. Whether it's uh Khal Drogo's little khalasar, which is only one of many, or now in Season 6 where Danny has all the Dothraki.
2: Yeah, I remember, well, I remember the phrase something like, what about with 100,000... 000- right, I remember those- that as well.
0: I don't remember the context of it.
2: Me Maybe either. I think it was probably somebody over in Westeros arguing about whether they'd be dangerous or not. But- uh, it
0: was probably um, King Robert talking to either Cersei or um, Ned. Remember, he's, he mentioned it several times, which was his argument for murdering Danny, which I still don't think was a terrible move on his part. Yeah. Mm.
2: So then we see the uh, naked man, the guy who attempted to poison Danny uh, behind Cal uh, Drogo's horsey gang. Uh, apparently, that's how they kill uh, certain people. I don't know if it's uh, poisoners or uh, attempted uh, regicide or uh, why how you end up uh, receiving that treatment. But doesn't look fun. Uh, not much of that scene. Pretty quick cut there.
0: Right. Yeah. That's just showing the aftermath of of what happened, I guess.
2: Yeah. So then we uh, have we go back to King's Landing and um, there's some random guy runs up to uh, Ned says that he's uh, re- that his presence is requested by King Joffrey because Robert has finally kicked off. Um, Littlefinger tells Ned that the City Watch is in is in Stark's command and then we also learn that Renly has already fled um, King's Landing at that point. Right. And then so we go into the throne room, and uh, Joffrey wants to be knighted within or kinged within the fortnight. Uh, Ned hands the letter that Robert signed to Selmy, who reads the reads the letter, saying that uh, Ned is going to be the regent, the Lord Regent, until Joffrey or until his rightful heir comes of age. Cersei uh, rips it up, uh, tells him to eat shit, uh, tells him to actually bend the knee. There's a bit of a showdown between the sides, and then it's apparently the gold cloaks turn on Ned, although I, I don't know that it's entirely clear in the show that unless you knew what was going on, I'm not entirely sure that you knew who was who in the scene. Right. You know. Um, but yeah. then Littlefinger slips in and puts his, the knife to Ned's throat. Um, where he came from or why he's in the middle of all those people, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But that's when it becomes clear that uh, the whoever Ned thought was supposed to support him is not supporting him.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um. So I remember reading the books and uh, the first time and Ned's death, ultimate death, didn't come as a huge shock to me because I thought he died in this scene. And I'm going to read the last uh, paragraph. No,
1: that's that's yeah, that's true, because it's one of those Martins things where it makes you think that they're going to kill Ned off kind of like right. he it's, likes to he likes to end his chapters it's like does he die right. like, that yeah. kind of stuff. Was
0: to be content I mean he was a big fan of comic books you know so and yeah. tv shows he's a tv show writer so makes sense but uh the the last paragraph is very quick is as his men died around him little Finger slid Ned's dagger from its sheath and shoved it up under his chin he smiled apologetically and said I did warn you not to trust me you know so I thought when he shoved it up under his chin I thought like he like shoved it into, shoved his, it chin. into his chin like Right. murdered him um yeah but obviously you know that didn't happen he he lives at least for another a uh, little while so uh it wasn't that big of a shock to me and in the show i guess you know it, it's made abundantly clear that he's just putting a knife to his throat yeah but uh yeah uh so little finger turns on him i mean this is little finger showing his cards um i guess in siding with the lannisters I think he would have sided. Do you think he would have sided with Ned if Ned would have made the right choices to get him in power and gone along with his plans? Or do you think he was ultimately going to betray him the entire time?
1: I think he was going to betray him because the Lannisters are so powerful. Um, So I think no matter what, he 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 was going to do what he was going to do. I think he also knew there was no way that Ned would ever go for his plan. And he's basically saying that to sort of prove the point that you don't have what it takes to do this kind of stuff um i i don't know maybe not but um because no, I,
0: I, 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 i'd like to agree with you i think it doesn't yeah. seem like you know it seemed like he was playing him the entire time like he's right. like i'm gonna tell you all this thing all these things that would save your life and you're still not gonna you're still gonna you. be
1: like nope because i know right. you because I, I know you, you better, better than know yourself. yourself kind of shit
0: yeah thanks yeah, yeah. you owe me a coke or i you a coke, whatever how that works
1: yeah Cokes all around.
0: Cokes all around. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty uh, well done episode. Uh, yeah, wow. it was. It was
2: very. It was well paced. Yeah, absolutely. It was really well paced. This was a good mix of the quick cuts and longer scenes. Uh, where in some episodes they've been way too far on one side of the, the spectrum for uh, of those two, um, the, the the timing of the scenes. But this one
0: was good. I thought. I agree. And it's it, amazing. It's, wh- sorry, oh, guys. Sorry. Go ahead. Thanks again. Yeah, uh, really,
1: no, go ahead. Coke neutralized
0: it's like um, you guys are finishing each other's
2: sandwiches.
1: <laughs> I just thought it's amazing how well they can they can really do this when they don't have such a huge world to, to sort of have to deal with. Um, like I think that's what I realized about the first season it's just it's even though it's huge and there's so many characters it's still fairly contained and they're not they're not jumping around all over the place they're not they don't have to deal with like twice the amount of characters that they do. Later on, um, and it's—I it, think that helps with the pacing and the drama. Like you just can kind of focus on the 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 main, the most important players and rip through stuff, rip through the scenes in the best dramatic way possible.
0: Yeah, there was an episode earlier in the season where both me and Brian had the same comment. They were whipping around to all these different locations, and we we were very aware of it. Like that they were whipping back and forth between the Wall and King's Landing, and then the Wall and King's Landing. Yeah. And uh, we were doing a lot of whipping around in this episode as well. I thought, uh, for for some reason, I didn't mind it, and I I have to blame that on the, either the pacing or the fact that the scenes and what was happening, the action was uh, more weightier. Uh, yeah. I, or I don't know. Uh, I just I wasn't aware of all the whipping around. It just it was it flows. It yeah. flowed. So I think I'm gonna,
1: I think I, thematically it's it's a tight one too because every, it's all ultimately about you know very political decisions. Even the scene with. Tywin and Jamie, It's it's all about like, who who these houses are, what they represent, what their next moves are, how they're going to play their next moves. Um, so, which fits the title of the episode too, obviously.
0: Right. So the most shameful moment was the Littlefinger sex position, but otherwise, I, I would I would call this an excellent episode. Um, yeah. I, on my scale, I guess because they're, uh, you know, it's just ramping up but still i i enjoyed the shit out of it i'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.5 whoa yeah i know it's pretty high but i i really enjoyed this episode i don't know what it is um it was just really tight i think it 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 doesn't get much better than this i mean uh you know i mean i guess there's more action sequences and there's maybe bigger reveals and um startling moments but uh this is just a very well executed episode or hour of television i think
2: yeah. yeah. I will give it uh, I'll give it a chicken finger sub sandwich.
0: <laughs> I know how much you love those. So is it Publix or uh, Oh, P- come on. You know it. Okay, so There's
1: a There's a honey mustard chicken sandwich at a place near me. So I'm going to I'm going to give it that, which which is a star equivalent four stars, I think. Okay. do. Hey, it four that's star. the same as mine. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. Nice. How about that? Perfect. Okay, so know? that averages out to uh, a little more than 4. Okay. Uh thank you all for listening <laughs> to us. Thank you very much to uh Jeff and Andreessen. and once again, um Greater Boston on iTunes, all the other uh podcast distribution methods that I have no idea um what <laughs> they are because I don't uh, I have an iPhone like a civilized person, so I don't know. You don't need all that in sense. So
2: next season on Greater Boston, Jeff, is it going to turn out that the, actually, they actually did live in modern times? They were just in a weird space that uh, just uh, looked like, like an old-timey like old old village? Yeah, it's, they're <laughs> just
1: standing inside a church uh, with with people that they hate because it's the most special time of their lives being trapped <laughs> together in Greater Boston. That's how it's going to end. You can Except for that one over. guy, he doesn't get to come inside um, because he was just a little bit too much of a jerk. That's a real it. asshole. Yeah. All
0: right, but yes, check out Greater Boston and uh, greaterboston.com. That's a thing, right? Uh,
1: greaterbostonshow.com.
0: Show.com. Okay, so Greater Boston probably gives you information about taking the, the tea, which is very lovely. Um i squatting I PR. have that
2: URL. I'm squatting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. It's just pictures of dogs.
0: <laughs> All right, for Brian and Jeff, uh, this thank is, you for uh, having me. By
1: the way, I say. Uh, thank you for I was, on. It was uh, great I mean, being back. It's fun.
0: Yeah, I, I will say, uh, you know, I don't want to give, you know, deference to any of our guests, but I will say you're the best. Um no, so say that. Sorry, Germaine. Jermaine, Jermaine <laughs> sorry, sorry, you just sorry, missed sorry Jermaine. out. You just missed out <laughs> on this one. But uh, we should yeah. have me and Jermaine ask together so fight. Actually, that's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe we'll have you both on for an episode in the future because I think you yeah. guys would balance each other out. Um, well, but- yeah, and I think Jack would
2: be on my side when you and Jermaine think that these real, some of these real creeps are great guys like Theon.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: very yeah, good he point. Has some, he has some good points. Yeah. All right. So uh, this- <laughs> show over.
1: Yes. Bye. And- Thank you. Bye-bye. See everyone. you next you. Tuesday. All right. Thanks, guys. Later.